Let us pray. Lord of grace, compassion, and who brings us to a point of belonging, may the words of my lips and the meditations of all of us who are here present this day, may they enter our hearts and open our minds through Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to thank Helen for the invitation uh, to preach today and to celebrate. It's a very great honour to be able to do that. To come and celebrate and preach. Paul, the great apostle, frequently used the phrase the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in his writings. It focused him in his life mission of bringing the good news to those churches that he and his helpers seeded. And it is as fresh today as when it was first used after Christ's death. So keep that thought bubbling away. To link up with what is taking place in the Gospel passage, I'd like to begin in modern-day Australia. Dr Catherine Hamlin and her husband Reginald made healing their life's work and mission. In the mid-60s, they co-founded the Abbas Ababa Fistula Hospital in Ethiopia. At the time, it was the world's only medical centre dedicated exclusively to providing free obstetric fistula repair surgery to poor women suffering from childbirth injuries. Over the years, 60,000 women have been treated and the legacy has been to train up others to continue in this important work of healing and bringing to a point of belonging in the lives of so many women. I think the ongoing legacy of this mission is surely a wonderful example of grace, compassion and helping women reintegrate and belong in their communities. Fistula sufferers are the lepers of the 21st century. Their injuries are preventable, but in rural Ethiopia, where women have little or no access to maternal health care, they will be in agonising labour for days if the birth is obstructed. They almost always lose their baby and suffer horrific internal damage that leaves them isolated and pushed to the edge of their society, forgotten and invisible and not being able to belong to their communities. Well, we don't know whether this was what the unnamed woman in the Gospel was experiencing, 
but she had certainly been suffering from hemorrhage in a way which had pushed her to a point of despair. In sheer desperation, she has done whatever she can to be made well again. For 12 years, she has tried everything that money can buy. She has seen countless doctors and has only got worse. So let us try then to be a bystander in this gospel narrative where Mark invites us to visualise two stories of healing, two illustrations of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Try to step back 2,000 years and place yourself in that village in Galilee into a patriarchal Jewish society where laws and rituals governed all the aspects of daily life. It was a society in which some had status and influence. Think of the description of Jairus as a leader of the synagogue. Others had no influence or status. Think of the woman who is not even given a name, who had no one prepared to advocate for her inclusion back into her community. Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, emerges from the crowd that meets Jesus as he disembarks from a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Jairus approaches Jesus, falls before him and begs him to heal his little daughter. While a large crowd follows Jesus and presses in on every side, he begins to accompany Jairus to his home. Soon, another person emerges from the crowd, the unnamed woman, suffering from hemorrhage. Because of the continual bleeding she experiences, she would be considered to be unclean and her condition would exclude her from all forms of socialising, worshipping, even common menial tasks in public, such as drawing water from a well. People would have avoided having any contact with her. But she is not there to ask the healing of another person. She is there to seek it for herself. This unnamed woman has no one there to advocate for her, no friends to carry her on a mat or lower her through the roof to be seen by Jesus. But something in her still hopes. Despite all that she has done through, been through rather, something in her believes, trusts, even expects that in the simple act of reaching out and touching the edge of Jesus' cloak, she will be healed. But notice that she does not approach Jesus with the intention of falling before him like we saw and heard Jairus did, or even of bringing herself to speak to him. 
Perhaps she doesn't want to bother or inconvenience him. All she wants is to simply touch his cloak and then maybe slip away unnoticed, yet healed. She comes up behind him and reaches for his hem. She immediately feels healing within her. She might have escaped through the crowd, except that Jesus feels the exchange as well. He begins to look around the densely packed crowd, asking, Who touched me? The disciples are befuddled, and Jairus is likely impatient. But Jesus is insistent. Remember, he was in a large crowd, in close contact with numerous people, who may have inadvertently touched him. What on earth was he talking about? Here we have a woman belonging to, and yet excluded from her community, living a life on the outside of her community, faith-driven, but nevertheless unable to be fully welcomed whether out of self-consciousness or out of sheer awe at what has happened to her, the woman steps forward and shares her story with Jesus in front of the crowd. Jesus responds, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your disease. What relief she must have felt, not only to be healed physically, but to be seen and encouraged by Jesus. There had been no one to ask for healing for her. She felt she had to acquire her healing by making as little commotion as possible, by stopping and inviting her to tell her story. Jesus' compassion encourages the woman to see not only is she worthy of healing, but also that she offers a crowd a witness of deep faith, persistence and courage. And with his words, Jesus himself becomes her advocate. Through this intervention, this broken and troubled soul is now at liberty to take her place in the community in which she lives. This is truly a story of grace, compassion and belonging. After Jesus sent her on her way to live healed and at peace, He goes on to heal another daughter. Jairus is told not to bother the teacher any longer, that his daughter has already died. But he and Jesus carry on, continuing to the house to see her. Jesus enters the home, gathers with the young girl's parents and loved ones, and invites her to get up and walk around. She is healed. 
and they are all overcome with amazement. As indeed we are hearing these words. Both of these stories are about amazing healing, but they are also about seeking peace through a personal encounter with Jesus. The unnamed woman has exhausted everything she has, her finances, her options. But hope emboldens her to reach out her hand, even when her body and her finances are depleted. There is desperation and depletion in both of these stories. Yes, but hope is stronger. Hope asks for healing and persists. And it is clear in both stories that to hope is to know something about who Jesus is. This is the incarnate God, God with us, who is present in the midst of these people. That is so awesome. It, it takes your breath away that who this encounter is with. But yet both Jairus, in their different ways, and the woman reach out to Jesus in hope because they know who he is. To hope is to rest in the the assurance, I beg, beg your pardon, that Jesus desires healing, wholeness and fullness of life for all of God's children. Healing, physical, emotion, emotional, societal, takes place in many different ways. To seek healing is to hope for more wholeness, to believe that it is possible. In Jesus Christ, we believe that such wholeness is not only possible, but it's also desired by the one who created and loves us. For some time now, we have been growing into a new way of being a church family, of rebuilding and putting down solid foundations for the future. After 18 months of pandemic, isolation and unrest, we are hungry for healing in our bodies, our tired souls and our communities. To follow Christ is to know and be encouraged that God desires this healing. God desires fullness of life, peace and wholeness. So how do we reach out for this healing? What stories do we need to tell? Do we need to ask for help, for rest, for prayer, for companionship? for an advocate. For what and where do you desire healing and how might you seek it? To ask for and seek healing is an act of hope. 
and a witness to the love of God. It is to be rooted in the knowledge that God loves us and desires wholeness for us and for our communities. It is in that sense that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ exists and is built upon and is shared. One of the hymns that I find a great, of great comfort is one that we can find in Together in Song. It's hymn number 464. It goes under the title of Seek, O Seek the Lord. And I'd use it now as a prayer to sum up the thoughts that I've tried to express today. Let us pray. Seek, O seek the Lord while he is near. Trust him. Speak to him in prayer and he will hear. God be with us in our lives. Direct us in our calling. Break the snares the world contrives. Keep us from falling. God, increase in us the life that Christ by dying gave us. Though we faint in mortal strife, his blood will save us. Strengthen in our hearts the love we owe to one another. How can we love God above and not each other? Amen.